What's up, BC fam? It's your host, Don Shea Bates, and I'm back with another word for Amanda Monday. So I welcome you to the podcast on today. Today, I'm actually going to be reading out of this devotional that I read from. It's called the Pocket Bible Devotional for Women. And I've been reading this since literally 2000, and I want to say like 18. I think I got it back in 2017, if we want to be technical. But it's just something that I like to add to my daily. And um, I just encourage you all women and men even though it says for women women and men to go out and get one so um this word is actually going to be it does it by day so this one is going to be from november the 5th and it's titled armed for the battle and i'm literally going to be reading straight from it because i'm telling you this is such confirmation for the word that was given um, on the last episode right which was friday So it's just confirmation for those of you who might be out there thinking, was that word for me, you know, um, for for those of the people who are looking from the balcony hating, the patio hating, on the outside they can't get in and are thinking, you know, is this really of God? Here is the confirmation, right? So it says armed for battle and it shares about five Bible verses and then it has like a little summary at the bottom. So I'm going to read to you the verses. The first one is from 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 and 4 and it reads, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds so once again this is just confirmation one wait a minute pause let's pray father god in the name of jesus lord we thank you for this fresh manna father god we thank you for your word we thank you for confirmating even though you don't even have to but we know that there are people out there doubting you god doubting the people that you are using because you've chosen the least likely father god you've chosen the willing ones father god and so we thank you father god that you are here today to just confirmate and back up what it is that you had to say to your children on friday father god we thank you for that fire-packed word and we just love you also very much i ask that i don shay bates decrease father god and that you would increase let your holy spirit go forth and just cover this word in the name of jesus amen okay so i want to talk about what we just read right so it reminded us that the weapons that we fight with are not of the world right uh, but instead that they have divine power to demolish strongholds right so um, I know we were talking about Brother Daniel um, in the last episode, and we learned that Daniel had experienced some hardships, some trials, you know, people kind of coming up against him um, due to his just faithfulness to the Lord, right? He didn't do a thing, just him being faithful. And I would like to consider, you know, his prayer life that three times a day that he was doing as we are doing as a visual representation of how our weapons are different from fleshly people who operate in the flesh, right? Who choose to fight physically, who choose to try to take matters into their own hands. Our weapons of choice are different. And as the word says, on the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. So what are strongholds in this situation and in our situation? Sister Shay, what are strongholds well in brother daniel's situation it could have been the fact that people were jealous of him people were operating in a spirit of jealousy because you know maybe they wanted to get a certain thing or they wanted to 
carry out their worth ethic in a certain way, but they just weren't able to because they might have some dilemmas. We don't know. They could have had a broken leg. It could have been something that wasn't even their fault that caused them to miss an opportunity. And instead that they turned to operate in a spirit of jealousy and hatred. You know, it's okay to be upset about something. We are allowed to be angry, but the word says to sin not. So as we are doing today to relate this to us, we are praying three times a day. We are getting in God's presence, having conversation and communicating with him. And us doing that, that is our weapon. Prayer is a weapon. Us doing that is tearing down the strongholds of the people that the enemy is using to come up against us, of the people that the enemy used even back then to come up against Brother Daniel, right? So this is how we can physically see and, and relate to the fact of this word here in Second Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 and 4, that the weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world. We are spiritual, right? So I love that uh, verse, and I just want to make sure that I share those scriptures with you. Let's jump over to um, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13, and it reads, Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor, so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, you will still be standing firm. So, we are called to guard up, right? We can't just be going out here acting as though things are not happening. That are Acting as though that everybody is going to be proud of what... Um, you know, crossroads that you're passing over with bridges that you have made it over, right? So, um, this is, I can give like a good analogy, you know, with this one, because I was a Girl Scout growing up, and um, shout out to Troop 301, woo woo! No, but really though, I was a Girl Scout growing up, and our leader, she would just get us ready for each different levels there was levels you know you start at brownies all the way to um, cadets and you graduate and if you want to be a leader you have that option a lot of people stop at cadets and so um well I know I did anywho so when you go forth and you're you're wanting to reach different levels Sometimes you got to push a little harder in certain things. Sometimes you got to get different rankings to be even considered to go to different levels. And at the end of each um, grade, I'm going to say, we had what was called a bridging ceremony. And you would bridge over to the next level, right? So how does that relate to this word? Well, the word said to put on every piece of armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. So as you go through, sometimes we have to do rock climbing and all of these different things. So if we're staying prepared and we're staying remembering the different things that we were required to learn in the last season that we bridged out of into the next one, that's going to give us all the more push to make sure that we are pushing and continuing to push into the next dimensions of these things that we are graduating into. Glory to God. Being prepared. Just because we made it through something does not mean that it wouldn't come up again. That just makes us stronger for it to face those things again. And we can face them differently if we messed up the last time, right? So we have to make sure that we are putting on every piece of God's armor. Well, what are the pieces of the armor, right? 
which leads me to Ephesians chapter 6, verses 14 through 16, right? And it says, stand firm, then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. So there's our belt. That's part of our armor. What is the belt? It, well, it just said here, it said the belt is buckled around your waist. It said it's truth. So we are called to go forth in truth. Let's carry on with the breastplate of righteousness. Right? So the ble- the breastplate of righteousness. We are called to be righteous, right? Not self-righteous, but what the word said is right. So with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. So we have to be ready. Somebody might want to ask you a question, you know. Well, how did you learn this about Jesus? Or where do I find that? We are called to be prepared. You know, sometimes you may not remember the verse, but at least be able to tell them what book of the Bible to find it in. If it's nothing to do with the Bible and they just want to know, hey, you know, you seem like you're you're good in this area. Uh, my friend's been doing this to me, and I'm really not liking how I'm feeling about it. How do you think I should come at them? You think I should just get rowdy, or you think that I should pull them to the side and talk to them? That is the that are the those are the boots of readiness, right? So we have to be ready to be available to those who are seeking out righteousness, right? So let's carry on. It says, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. I'm going to read it again. In addition to all this, so on top of all that, take up the shield of faith. So there's our shield. As we go in, we have the shield up and our shield is our faith. When the enemy tries to lie to us saying, you're always going to be stuck here. You're always going to be in that shelter. You're never going to make it out of that apartment to the house that you've been praying for. You're always going to be out here. Whatever it is, if you're wearing sandals in the wintertime last year because you were less fortunate. This year, you were fortunate. You're in the promised land. You got to remember in faith that God said that he would take care of us. We would lack no good thing, whatever that thing is. So we have to make sure that we are always having our shield of faith on top of all of these other things. Right? So um, let's head over to Ephesians 6, verse 12. So we're going to back up just a little bit to verse 12. And it says, We do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places, right? So as I always say, we're not wrestling against them. We're not wrestling against the actual people that the enemy is using. We're coming against... The enemy, which is Satan and his minions, these spirits that he's placing on people. Why? Well, I, I just don't understand. I, I don't get it. How is how are we blaming the devil for putting things on people? Okay, if the devil is a fallen angel and he's chose, he, he picked his bed. He chose a side. He wanted God's glory. God wasn't having it. He got kicked out of the heavens. There's nothing that we can do about that. We chose to serve God. So now he's mad. He's going about befriending people in their time of weakness 
And he's using people to hurt other people. Well, I, I just don't get it. How that's still, that's still not making any sense to me. He can't control them. Well, see what it is, is if, if he's not operating in righteousness and he's in people's ear and he's feeding them lies, manipulating things, maybe there's some truth to it and he's taking it and riding it out. I mean, I don't, I don't know what your situation is. It could be something as, as heartbreaking as you have a sick parent who's been in the hospital for months. And the enemy just keep coming to you. And you next thing you know, you get these thoughts. Well, uh, they ain't coming home. They're never going to come home. And then, and then you have a friend that comes up to you. And they're talking to you about their parent who's sick. May not be as severe. And now you're bleeding on them. Well, you know, my mom been in here in the hospital for months. Or my parent didn't make it. They died. Or, you know, you might as well get ready for them to die. Now, this person, you don't crush their spirit well we are called to pour life into people pour pour the faith back into people that's the righteousness you know i'm I'm sad right now this is what should have been said you know i'm sad right now my parents in there they looking good but bruh i know that you know y'all i feel i feel god gonna bring bring turn this thing around this might be my story but but in your situation i, I don't see it like that you know that's what we are called to do. So we're not called to wrestle up against these people that the enemy is using. Because it's not them. We are here to help them to get their breakthrough. To bring them over to different platforms such as this podcast. It doesn't have to be here. I'm not hungry and thirsty for, for souls. I'm, I'm here for the ones that want to be saved. If, in the, if they need a little pushing, obviously, we're here to do that. But we're past dragging people into these church doors. Okay? So, like I said, like the words said, we wrestle not against the flesh and blood. Okay? So, let's jump on down to our last scripture. And it's going to be from the book of James, chapter 4, verse 7. And then we'll get into the summary that the author wrote, which I think is so beautiful. Um, James 4, chapter 7 reads submit yourselves therefore to god resist the devil and he will flee from you so when these people are allowing satan to use them and they're coming up against you and they're wrongdoing you and this that and the third just just submit yourselves to god god you know this person i feel like you know they could have done a little better this person They've been talking to me crazy, and I just really, I really don't appreciate it. And they might be going through something, so I don't want to hold them to it because they never really speak to me in that way before. God, could, could you, could you please take over from here? I'm just going. I'm just not going to show up to the family cookout because I, I just know that every time that I come, I'm experiencing this. And God, you've pulled me out of this, so I'm going to stay over here until you release me to go back to this situation. Resist the devil. Sometimes it just calls for you to be quiet. Sometimes it calls for you to sit down. Sometimes it calls for you to not go certain places. Sometimes it do call for you to go, to show up. It showed the enemy that he's not stopping anything. It's not called for you to say. You don't have to prove anything. We're not here to prove anything to Satan. Satan already know what's going on. Satan already know what's up with the BC family. He know how we coming, right? 
So you have nothing to prove. When you are something, you don't have to, you don't have to prove to be that. Millionaires, millionaires and billionaires are not going around, I'm a billionaire, I'm a billionaire. See, that's what's wrong with the world today. We feel like we got to spend a million and a thousand bucks and this, that, and the third. Sometimes you don't got to go to the concerts and sit right in the front row. Sit in the back. Let somebody else get an experience. You already done did that. Satan know what's up. Your haters know what's going on. If you are a billionaire and you blowing all your money, diamonds, pearls, whatever, to show the world that you are rich, eventually you're going to be broke. Okay? So submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. We have nothing to prove. Glory to God. So here's the summary that the author wrote at the bottom and I love how it was broken down. So it reads, your great battle is against Satan, the deceiver, imposter, prosector, who was, I'm sorry, who wants to rob you of your peace and hope through the seeds of fear. So he wants to rob you. Satan is here to rob us of our peace and hope. Through seeds of fear. How? Through fear. If he can keep you scared to take that leap of faith, you'll never get that house. If he can get you fearful to speak up for the thing you believe, that change will never happen. If he would have, if Rosa Parks would have allowed fear, I'm only using her because I spoke about her in the last episode. So if Rosa Parks would have been afraid of what them people were going to do to her if she stayed in that seat, we all would still be living in the same way that we were then, that they were then. Being told to get up after you just work long shifts. Okay, something, let's not go that deep. Okay. If, 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 if you're fearful to, to step out on faith and, and, and purchase whatever it is that you've been wanting to buy, It could be something as simple as going to get your feet done. You scared to go get your feet done because, oh, well, 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 I better hold on to this last $50 because I really don't know. You know, I paid my tithes and I paid all my bills and I just better hold on to it because you just never know. You know, I feel my gas tank up. I did all of this stuff and I just need to hold on to it and just clench it tight because I'm, I'm, I'm in fear and I, I just don't know if I'm going to need this because, you know, last season I was always broke and God been showing me in this season that, you know, he's filling my bosom. My pocketbook is full for the brothers. My wallet is on full, but I just don't know. So I'm going to hold on to this and I'm not going to be a giver. No, that's what the enemy wants. He wants to rob you of your peace and your hope through seeds of fear, despair and lies. Jesus has already overcome sin and you are part of of this victory so you are part of this victory okay for this war you must wear the armor of god every day 24 hours a day and never take it off when you tell a lie you lose your belt 
okay? Because remember, it said that the belt was the belt of truth. So if we're out here lying and manipulating and plotting and scheming, you lose that. And I don't know about y'all, sometimes, you know, your pants too big. You get to losing stuff out here and you're getting embarrassed. Because we're not being truthful. So when you tell a lie, you lose your belt. But through confession, you can clothe yourself again. So we might have messed up. This just shows the grace that God is willing to give. Forgive yourself, repent of your sin, put that belt back on, tighten it a little tighter this time so that you can feel it snug, keeping it with you. You know, I need this. All right? You can't just get knocked out the game and let embarrassment embarrass you. Oh, well, everybody's learning. And this last part, it says, are you fully dressed? The victory awaits you. So, so the victory awaits you. This is not a question. This is a fixed fight. We already know that we are winners. We already know that we are more than conquerors. The word said that we would do greater works than his son, Jesus. Jesus, woo, he was a mighty man. You know? But if the word said that we can do greater works than him, hello, BC family. It's time to get out here and get to work. Get to walking on some waters. Now, I ain't saying walk out on the ocean. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, sometimes you got to have water walking faith. You know, your blessings on the other side. You never been a swimmer, but I'm sure there's a way through this. Yeah. And that's when we call for our shield of faith. So we are called to keep these things on us and stay armored up. All right. So I thank you, BC family, for tuning in to this Man of Monday. I love you all. And until next time, stay great, blessed, filled, and prosperous. Keep praying. Keep fasting. Thank you for staying tuned and staying in this divine alignment with November Take Back. We are on to greater. We are on to more. And if this word was for you, share it with somebody else because it could bless them as well. In the mighty name of Jesus, we sign it out. I love y'all.